I am Risa Williams, and this is The Motivation Mindset. And today we have a special segment of the show called The Brain Boost, where I break down neuroscience nuggets for you and answer questions from listeners of the show. Joining me today as co-host is my friend and fellow therapist, Erica Curtis, who will help me answer questions as well as provide some brain-boosting tips of her own. So welcome, Erica. Welcome back to the show. It's great to see you again. Hi, Risa. Great to see you. Today on The Brain Boost, we're talking about breathing and how to use deep conscious breathing as a way to regulate our stress and also regulate our emotions on a daily level. And my own journey with breathing is that I had been under a lot of chronic stress for many, many years, both in my personal and work life. I was raising two kids. I had multiple jobs that were very stressful. And I hadn't realized that I was under such a high level of chronic stress until I started taking a meditation class. And I realized during the meditation class, which was a weekly class, I was really struggling to calm the stress down, even for a half hour class. And I started to notice, you know, meditation teaches you to notice what's going on in your body. And so that was helpful, but it wasn't until they introduced the element of conscious breathing to the class where I really started to notice a shift in my own stress where a light bulb went off like, oh, when I breathe in a certain way, I'm actually feeling a difference in my body. For me, it wasn't an instant fix. I learned to do different breathing techniques and some of which we'll talk about today, like box breathing and 478 breathing and belly breathing. But it really took me doing it for 20 minutes every night for about six months until I actually started to feel calmer overall in my life. And I actually started to realize I was changing the way I was breathing throughout the day. So Erica, what do you think about deep breathing? And is it something you practice? Well, I think you're touching on a lot of really important points in terms of breath work. You know, we can only do so much with our thoughts when we um, are sitting and trying to shift our thoughts, control our thoughts, move away from our thoughts. I mean, the saying goes, the mind makes thoughts like the mouth makes saliva. It's just (laughs) what it does. It's nonstop. (laughs) And the more you focus on it, the more it makes also. right? <laughs> and so it, a lot of people do really struggle and get frustrated with some traditional meditative practices of, of sitting and paying attention and refocusing, um, managing thoughts and whatnot. And maybe we'll do a whole other episode on that. Um, yeah. But what you're speaking to in terms of breath, which is so important, is it's actually shifting our internal state experience. And what I mean by that is it's working with the body. It's actually changing our nervous system. And our nervous system, you know, is sort of responsible for everything. It sends messages between the brain and the body and the body and the brain. It tells us if we're okay or not. It's what beats our heart. It's what breathes our lungs. It's what digests our food. I mean, it's the nervous system is everything. And it tells us if we're safe. Uh, And there's a lot of really fabulous research that comes from Dr. Stephen Porges's work in the polyvagal theory that talks about the vagal nerve, Um, poly being two, vagal being the vagus nerve, that there's two branches to the vagus nerve, um, which is responsible for the calming response, right? We call that the parasympathetic nervous system. Right. 
important that there's one branch that lays over our heart, um, which helps us to feel calm in a very pleasant way. It helps us to stay engaged. It's the part of us that says, I'm okay. And then there's another branch of the of the vagus nerve that goes subdiaphragmatic, which is actually something that turns on to shut us down. If yeah. we experience so much stress and so much emotional, relational, or physical threat that our nervous system says, this is a life-threatening or perceives a life-threatening situation, even if it's not physically life-threatening. But that's when we start to feel demotivated, lethargic, depressed. We want to sleep. It's hard to get out of bed. It's hard to feel motivated to go to work because we're under so much stress. So when we breathe um, in some of the practices we'll talk about in a way that calms the vagal nerve, we're actually exercising that ventral vagal nerve that lays over our heart and right. tells us, oh, we're okay. And then that in turn sends new messages to the brain that says, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then we have more positive thoughts. Yeah. So in other words, deep breathing or breathing techniques can tripwire the soothing system in our bodies, which brings the cortisol down, which starts to get us out of fight or flight mode. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we see that it decreases pain. It decreases stress. It relieves anxiety. It helps with depression. Also. Right. It helps us sleep. It improves our digestion. There've been all sorts yes. of studies. And yeah, like you said, it also promotes awareness of the present moment and it helps with pain management. They've done That's studies right. where it allows your body to release endorphins, which reduces pain sensitivity. So one technique, um, box breathing, which I use a lot just because it's really easy and it's easy to remember to do, was developed by Mark Devine, who was a former Navy SEAL commander in the 1980s. And box breathing is you breathe in for four seconds, you hold for four seconds, you exhale for four seconds and you hold for four seconds. So if you want to visualize it, it's like a box and you're going up the side, breathing in, holding on top, breathing out, and then along the bottom holding again. It's really easy. And if you count to four as you're doing it, the counting kind of engages you in the moment. It gets you out of that mind chatter, so to speak. And I would just do the box breathing if that works for you as many times as you need to until you start to feel that relief of stress. And sometimes it takes, you know, a minute of doing it, of counting in your brain. The great thing about breathing techniques is no one on the outside knows you're doing it. So let's say you're in a meeting and it's raising your stress and you're feeling that cortisol rise. You can do the box breathing. You can count in your head as the meeting's going on and no one knows you're doing it. Right. And just like we were talking about earlier, you know, you mentioned how long it took you before it felt sort of like a natural, normal, Yeah, like I can do this. I can do this in a meeting. I can do this at the grocery. I, I got this. That it's yeah. okay also if you don't got this right away. Because of course not. It's not an instant fix. Our brains right. and bodies take a long time to rewire. It's like everything in your body. You have to to train it with consistency and frequency and kind of right. commit to it as a habit before, you know, months later, you're starting to do it automatically and you're starting to really believe that it's working. And I even work with some clients for whom breathing or focusing on their breathing creates more anxiety yeah. than anything related to breath 
or body creates a lot of anxiety because that hasn't felt like a safe place to pay attention to um, yeah. for a long time. Sometimes. And when you're not used to feeling what's going on in your body, it's often very jarring to feel your heart rate going really quickly. You can be worried like, oh, is this stress normal? Should I be feeling this? And then right. we add all that mind chatter on top of trying to calm ourselves down. That's right. Am I doing this it right? It kind of cancels it out, you know? Sometimes people, when they try to take that inhale, they can't get a full breath because their body is in an activated state, which usually yeah. creates more shallow breathing. And so it's hard to get a four count breath. And so then that feels uncomfortable. And then, oh no, I can't breathe. And then, exactly. and then I start breathing more shallow. So or you can't all... exhale. A lot of times people can inhale, but they've never learned to let the breath out. That's right. That's right. Well, and the research shows that it's that exhale that really engages the calming response. Some right. people, there's some breathing techniques even that emphasize the exhale and count for longer. So it might be a four right. in, six out, or two in, four out, or something like that. But yeah. there's also other ways to sort of support the learning of, of breathing that a lot of folks um, that I've worked with or people in my workshops have found helpful, um, such as um, there's one activity I talk about in my book, Art Therapy Activities for Kids, which is mindful mountains. And so if we are actually drawing mountains as we go in and out, similar to drawing a box, but yeah. there's something about thinking of it like a landscape um, that can help people. It can be an oceanscape, like a wave or a mountain, that it helps the brain to think a little bit differently. And when we're actually drawing on paper, the mind is more focused on the paper and the drawing while also paying attention to the breathing instead of just sitting and paying full attention to the breathing, which can create a lot of discomfort. Right, right. So if you need to do something while you're breathing, I think that's good sometimes to add another soothing element. So some people draw, some people color, some people listen to music and count their breath. I do a guided breathing. There are lots of guided breathing, breathwork YouTubes that you can access for free. And what I like about the guided breathing is when someone else is counting and I'm counting along with them, it's almost that added layer that Erica's talking about where it's not just me talking to myself. I'm following instructions of someone else counting. And some of the great breath work videos out there, they switch up the count. You can't really drift off. You have to kind of keep up with what they're counting and doing, and they're changing it enough that it zaps you back into the present moment and gets you to go back into your body as opposed to drift off in our thoughts. Right. And if it's somebody's voice that you enjoy listening to, that yeah. can also send cues to your nervous system. Ah, oh, I'm okay. Right. Sort of like a moment of connection with this other human voice. And that can actually help your nervous system along to start to reset back into that calmer, safer state. And then the breathing follows. You know, in my work, uh, in my therapy practice, I've actually learned that oftentimes if we focus on something pleasant outside of us, yeah, you know, then the breathing just follows. And then we can pay attention to the breath. So when you have a really hard time starting with breathing activities, 
Instead, you can start by looking at something in your environment that you really enjoy. Um, I'm looking right now at a plant. I'm just sort of glancing over there like, oh, I like those (laughs) leaves. I love the color. And my body responds. My nervous system just, ah, it just naturally takes a breath. And then I can pay attention to that breath. And then if it was pleasant, then I can repeat that breath. And sometimes that's a more gentle entry point to breathing and breath work for folks who have a hard time counting to their breath or paying attention to their breath right away. I like what you're saying. I know a lot of the apps like Headspace and Calm have these sleep stories which serve that function for people because it's someone talking in a really soothing, nice, almost a whispery voice. And that works for a lot of people in that our brains mirror that rhythm and that speech pattern, which often includes slowing down. Often they're talking in a very slow, soothing way to us, which can get us to that state quicker. Yeah, Dr. Stephen Porges, you know, the, uh, spoke about him earlier, polyvagal theory. He calls it neuroception. It's our nervous system picking right. up on cues in our environment and outside of our conscious awareness, responding either in a way that's pleasant and calming or activating, right? Um, I think it's also worthwhile taking a moment to talk about intentionally activating our nervous system. I think a lot of times people focus on breath work as a way to calm down uh, because we know the body breathes differently during different state experiences. We can also be intentional about activating our nervous system if we want to kind of hype it up a little bit. If we want to boost their breathing techniques, there's pranayama breathing techniques and other yoga breathing techniques where you can almost get this natural high off of just breathing. You know, you're taking these short intentional breaths. And for anyone who ever trained in Lamaze, breathing techniques when you're going through going through labor when you're pregnant and they train you in Lamas breathing, that's a way to manage pain. So if you're doing something that feels painful or you're getting a migraine, there are certain breathing techniques that you can access that will tap into the pain management parts of your brain too. Right. Absolutely. I'm I'm having flashbacks right now <laughs> to Lamaze breathing, the short breaths. Yeah. So it's, labor. This, it's this free thing we have, which I like about it. It's a free tool. You don't need to sign up for a class. You don't That's even right. really need to watch YouTube videos. You just need to train your brain and then do it as a habit every day until yeah. you start to feel the effects of it. Right. Absolutely. And I think a good rule of thumb for, you know, if anybody's getting kind of lost in all the details details and all the different tips and science of it is, you know, when you emphasize the breath in, you're activating, right? That quick, like in, right? Activation and then long out is relaxation. Yeah. And so when we emphasize the in breath with a shorter exhale, that's activating and energizing. And when we emphasize the exhale, then we're emphasizing the calming response in our nervous system. So that's a way to, I think, sort of a quick way to think about it. In is like an up energy, down or out is that calming energy. Yeah, it's up and then down regulation, right? That's right. So if all you can remember to do today is when you start feeling stressed out, say to yourself, breathing in, breathing out, that's it. That's the first tool you need. And if you want to get a little more complicated, make the exhale a little bit longer than the inhale. If you breathe in for four, breathe out for eight. Breathe in for two, breathe out for four. 
And just to end this, we have a question that I think ties in nicely. Daryl Langoff was on the Time Lab, and he asked me a question after the show, which I'll play for you now. Hey, Risa, I have a quick question for you. What is one quick way I can bring my stress down when my brain starts feeling overwhelmed? So, Erica, this ties in nicely to what we've been talking about right now. What tips would you give Daryl? Well, I think a lot of what we've been talking about is getting out of the head, right? Getting into either techniques and tools that shift the body state um, or getting completely outside the body and focusing on something that is pleasant or pleasing um, to your nervous system to bring in that calming response. And then the mind will usually follow by calming itself down, right? And it doesn't have to be something you look at. It can be something that you're touching, something that you're smelling. Um, For some people, smell can be a very overwhelming sense experience. And so they don't like to use sense. But for other people, because it is such a strong access point to um, the part of the brain that's registering, you know, threat or safety. Uh, for some people, it's a really quick way to, ah, okay, I'm okay. I'm safe. My nervous system is okay. And then the brain is going to start adjusting on its own. Right, right. So whatever you do to get out of your head, get into the present moment, whether that's holding an object in your hand, saying something to yourself, taking that deliberate deep breath in and out, that will help you both notice how stressed out you are and bring it down a notch. Look at it in terms of percentages. It took you a little while to climb the stress scale and it takes a little while to come back down again. You need to give yourself that time to really allow yourself to reset each day. I hope we've inspired you with some new techniques. And thanks so much again, Erica, for joining me today and for all your helpful advice. Thanks so much, Reese. It's always great to talk to you. To learn more about tools discussed on the show, please visit ResaWilliams.com and click on podcast. And be sure to pick up a copy of my newest book, The Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit, 25 Tools to Boost Confidence, Achieve Goals, and Find Happiness. And check out Erica's book, Art Therapy Activities for Kids. I'm Risa Williams, and we're out of time. Thanks for listening.